What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Yes, I got a new microphone. Shout out to Rich Chu for making me realize just how much I was slipping with the audio. But uh, now I sound crystal clear. And uh, I hate the sound of my own voice, but I could hear it better now. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, today's episode is part of the ongoing Ask Me Anything series uh, that we're doing on Instagram. Make sure you're following along on Instagram. Meet the Creatives NY. Once again, that's Meet the Creatives NY on Instagram. Um, which is really funny because I literally thought that no one outside of New York would ever listen to uh, the podcast, and I was sadly mistaken. So uh, thank you to everyone who listened to it. Meet the Creatives NY on Instagram. Make sure you're following along so you don't miss epic episodes like the one you're about to hear with the one and only Mathieu Beton. All right, here we go. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing tonight? We a great, great show in store. The one and only Mathieu Beton is coming on the show. Sorry, I, I promised him I wouldn't say it like that, but I've been working on my French, as many of you know, uh, over the years. Um, here we go, just making sure I'm all plugged in here. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is going to be legendary. It's going to be amazing. What's up? Yo, what's up, dude? Just uh, living the life. You're looking good, man. Uh, you're looking good. I know you've had a had a, a crazy couple months here, but uh, you look awesome. Thank you, right now. thank you. you I, uh, I'm good, man. I can breathe. You know, I had the surgery like a month and a half ago, maybe seven weeks ago now. Wow. And uh, so far, so good, and no no uh, sinus problems. So I guess it's kind of working. So I'm, I don't awesome. want to jinx. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, it's, exactly. It's it's good. How did what? you say my name again? Because I wanted to hear you say it again. Matthew Beton. Pas mal, pas mal, not bad, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some uh, some French people on the show uh, this year, and I've been kind of uh, wor working out my French as I go, but it, it, it's getting better. But um, yeah, that's good. So uh, my guest today, Mathieu Beton, is a world-renowned photographer, uh, graphic designer. You've worked uh, with literally like everyone under the sun. All my heroes you photographed, you know, uh, whether it be for Lenny Kravitz or for John Mayer. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Kanye West. I love those pictures. Kanye West. I found those in your Facebook. I, I don't think I. I oh yeah, yeah. There's so some really there. cool. Uh, there's some great photos from that day that have never been seen, but maybe will be in the book or something later. That's awesome. Uh, like family photos, you know, with kids and stuff, and Kim and all that. But uh, that's cool. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, one thing leads to another. That's kind of the story of my uh, career. You know, like one one. It's like everything's word of mouth, but everything is energy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like somebody appreciates what you do and, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like electricity, you know, you like it conducts from one person to the next. So, so you do something, somebody really likes it and they tell the next person about it. Now in the age of social media, obviously people see your work, it's instant gratification. If people see something right away, they can contact you. There's no, you know, right. there's almost no need anymore for the way it used to be with agents and agencies and all that. Right. Well, that can be great. But, you know, everything kind of happens, I think, through word of mouth and through just seeing the work. And hello, yeah. all my friends. I see a bunch of my friends uh, on here. That's and, awesome. Uh, what's up, Felicia? I just hung up with your brother, actually. Uh, anyway, so, so uh, you know, so basically, you know, my whole thing is I feel like I, it started with passion, and as long as I still have the passion, which I really do, mm -hmm. I'm just happy, you know, and just this, yeah. everything I do, I want it to be something I'm passionate about. 
but I know that like your record collection is like super extensive and the music you listen to, like one night you were on right here on Instagram live with Dave Chappelle kind of just playing some old like records and stuff like that. And yeah, that was um, fun. That was like, uh, he was on for three hours. I couldn't even believe it after we got up. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we just did like a three hour <laughs> hangout. Uh, it's like yeah. the same, they say the same way we hang out on the road or, or, you know, back in his place or whatever. But, uh, it's just, yeah, that was super cool. And, you know, I basically, I think, my thing now, I just turned 47 a couple of weeks ago. And my thing is, I just want to surround myself with, thank you. I just want to surround myself with, first of all, with artists. I've always liked being around artists because they inspire me. But I just want to be around people who elevate me, you know, who elevate my spirit. I don't want to be around people that are so self-obsessed that literally all they think about is themselves. You know, there's just, there's so much of that all around. And I think even with what's happening now, you know, we're, we're kind of understanding that we need a lot less than we thought we did. And, and we can appreciate things a lot more than we appreciated them, you know? And uh, so for that, Absolutely. you know, I've, I've kind of gratitude for this whole thing happening right now. It's stressful and all that. And all the work is, you know, a lot of the work is gone, but it's hopefully it won't last too much longer, but, but, uh, you know, it's just yeah. that, crea that creative energy that, that, that I was talking about, that electricity that conducts from one to another. It's like, you know, you work with these people, but I want to be friends with these people I work with. You know, sometimes a job is just a job. But like you mentioned, Dave, you know, Lenny, when I, uh, there's just certain people where it doesn't feel like a job. Yes, we're working. Mm -hmm. We have to and bills have to be paid and things have to be done. But it just is a whole other level of, of work to me. If you're, if you can get close to somebody like that and you have that trust, you know, the work is going to look very different, whether it's design or whether it's photography or videos. I mean, I do all that stuff. I, it's very important to, I think, get close to your subject. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I realized that with that night when you were talking with Dave, and I, I think this is something that I've learned from you. And I think even just from our, our first exchange, when I was, you know, I was, I mean, he was like a John Mayer fan. I was like, oh my God, you know him. And like, just your energy, like even in, in that exchange with like Dave Chappelle, it's like, there, there's like a familiarity there. And there's like, a, you're just like comfortable and you can tell that it's, and as people like talk like, how do I be authentic? It's like, that's not, right. that's not a good strategy. Like you're already off to well, a bad start. If you're talking the, the, the truth of it is it's like, how can I be anything is not the way to go about something. You just have to be something. Yeah. You know, you know, there's, there's an example I use a lot because, because people that I've, you know, met, hung out with, worked out, you know, my, you mentioned my collection, like this isn't something where I had all this money and one day bought somebody's collection. I know a lot of people who do that, you know, they'll buy somebody's yeah, record yeah. collection. Then all of a sudden they have all this stuff. They'll buy somebody's poster collection, guitar collection, all these things. Like I've collected all these things since I was like, maybe nine years old i started you know and then like got really into it in my teens and i worked i worked in clothing stores on weekends i did all these little side hustles and jobs and all this stuff so i could buy these things i didn't like win the the lottery and you know so all these things have been built over now like over a 35 year period you know mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of that I deal with where, you know, I'll meet somebody and they're like, it's usually like that kind of hipster type or like know-it-all type, the loudest person in the room, you know? Yeah. And, and they'll be like, you'll talk about something and then you'll see them under the table with their phone. They're Googling the stuff they're talking about. You know, they're right. like, I don't need Google. Like if I'm passionate about something, I know about it, you know? And that's something that a lot of people yeah. have appreciated. You know, you talk to like, somebody like Quincy Jones, who I've done some work with, but mostly has been a friend and a mentor and just somebody that inspired me so much my whole life. You know, when I met the guy, the whole thing was what I always get is like, 
wait, how old are you? At the time, I was like 30 or something. It's like, how the fuck do you know all this stuff? How do you have all this stuff? Like, what do you mean you have all the original pressings of my soundtracks and you have the 45s and da 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 And, you know, and it's just, it's just a, um, again, it's just all passion, you know, and, and you cannot fake that. You can't fake, fa uh, you can fake fashion, yeah. you can't fake passion. Damn, that was a bar. <laughs> That's good to get for that. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so, I think it's true. It's been more enjoyable for me because like, for example, today, I and I, it's part part of this is like just quarantine being stuck inside. But like I want, I love Gene Wilder. I can watch Gene Wilder like all day. Oh yeah, I love and Gene I, Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, the man, the man. And for whatever reason, like it was on Netflix, and I just put on like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original one. Uh, and I just like watched the whole thing, and I just allowed myself to kind of be in that space. And I feel like a year ago I wouldn't have done that because I wanted like wanted to maintain like the image of like you said like I wanted to have the image of like a designer does this or I do this right it's like no like I'm the imagination guy I can sit here and watch like really well and that's and that's okay but for so long and I think for so many people especially young people it's it's hard to do that you know what I mean to be eclectic and to be because it's I feel like people would always try and like like, if you wanted to be, for example, you wanted to be Dave Chappelle's photographer, I feel like most people, their strategy would be, like, find out what he likes and be just like that. But I feel like, especially at that level, like, that authenticity to them is the yeah. most valuable thing. I mean, the, 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 the story, you know, the, the reason why I guess I am where I am is, I just said, the passion, but it's also honesty. And it's also knowing you know it's really hard to know your worth as an artist or as anything you know it's really hard to know and i still struggle with that sometimes but one thing i can say yeah. is that you know somebody you used the example of dave but you know like somebody like that doesn't need me around like he doesn't need me dave is like the least uh egomaniacal person i know like he's just you know it's not about him yeah. he has the, he has this gift that he's sharing with all of us and so like what I feel with him is he he's famous in spite of himself in a way like he like I feel like he's a guy who wouldn't care like he wouldn't care tomorrow if he stopped being famous. I'm convinced of that, you know, and that's what makes him so yeah. special. And that's why he'll always be famous. But as we know from him walking away from 50 million dollars and the way he came back and all stuff. So I got to be around in the comeback phase i wasn't around you know i met him like in 2008 the first time and then again in 2011 but you know when i started basically when i started shooting his stuff i still had to be me right so like uh um, carla sims who's a publicist you know i'd call me about coming to shoot something i got really excited and it's like okay lesson number one contain your excitement <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> don't be like all yeah. freaking out oh my god you know I, I so i'd already met we met at prince's house actually which is the first time we hung out yeah. and so that's pretty great as it is and that alone it connects you to somebody you know that's right. like holy shit like we were just talking today and it's like that's crazy when you think back that's how we met you know through mm -hmm. prince so we have that yeah. connection forever and so when i first uh i think it was called club bahia the first place i shot in 2015 and Carla had called me and said, like, you know, you want to come? We need some new publicity photo. Dave's kind of working on a comeback. She didn't even use the word comeback. But, like, she just said, you know, we're working on some stuff. I didn't know anything about Netflix specials or anything like that yet. So right. I come to the club. I'm not getting paid or anything. This is just, like, me wanting to shoot. 
All right, we'll figure it out later kind of thing, which I've done a lot. And sometimes you have to do those and that's how the good things will happen. You can't always be right. like, how much am I getting? And da, da, da. Yeah, you know, so, exactly. so basically like I meet Dave before the show. He, I, I couldn't believe he had like photographic memory. Oh my God, I remember you. You were standing with Prince. We met in Prince himself. Da, 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 da. He starts telling me the whole story. And I'm like, he's like, I thought you were a French gangster. You had your hair slicked back. I'm like, what the, how, how does this guy remember I all this? So, you know, <laughs> so he tells me this whole story and he's like, so oh, what are you doing here? I was like, you know, Carla's having me shoot the show. And, you know, so much, much gratitude to Carla for that. I'm like, uh, okay. So he tells me, well, one thing is I don't like, I don't really like being photographed. Right. And I don't like to see the photographer. So you see, you know, I kind of shoot from the back, whatever, like, you know, so I don't really, it's not distracting. Yeah. And Carla had told me that. Right. And actually, Ruth, who just said he's a French gangster, Ruth is the one who gave Carla my number. Ruth is the one who used to, who used to, uh, uh, she had started out Prince's assistant, ended up being his manager. And she's the one who, who invited me to the show at the Gansevoort, the very first time I met Dave. And, but we didn't talk or anything that night. We just said hello. And then I met him later in the year. So Ruth, I love you. You already know that. We were on the phone earlier, too. So I start cool. to shoot the show, you know, from the back. And this is kind of an important thing. So... I start shooting the show and I don't like what I'm getting because I'm in the back of a room and what I'm used to doing is being in their face, being in the pit, like rock and roll, all this stuff. And I hadn't really shot comedy at that point. So I'm like, fuck it. I just go to the pit in the small club. And I, right. see, Dave, I see Dave looking at me like, uh, you, were you confused by what I said? Like, I just I told you. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like the photographer in the front row. However, so I'm getting all this, all these, on the approach right? because that was dave just that, that was actually dave calling that's speaking of so that's so uh, funny so so basically you were down in the pit uh, you were saying. I'm, I'm in the pit i'm shooting okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna risk it because it didn't feel right i didn't want him to look at the pictures afterward and not like him so after the show right. we i i go upstairs the backstage start da, 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 i show him some photos on the back of the camera and he's like Oh, I see why you were doing what you were doing. He's like, these are dope and whatever. And okay, I get it. Do whatever you want. Next time, do what you do, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's how, you know, that's how it works. If I just st stuck in the back of the room, I might have never worked with Dave. I might have never right. been back, you know? So sometimes you can't always like break the rules, but you still have to follow your instinct. And, right. and you'll see, you know, pretty, a certain p person would have said to their manager or something, get him out of the pit if they really didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's a great example. But then, you know, from then on, everything just, yeah, you know, became a, a great uh, friendship and, and uh, business relationship as well. I started shooting everything. And so yeah. anyway, that's cool, man. Yeah. So that's um, a story for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we have some questions that were, uh, were, were sent in. Um, so I want to make sure that I get to those and help to facilitate some of those. So we'll, we'll knock out some of these. And then uh, if you guys yeah. have questions on here, feel free to ask. I actually, I actually put rings on for you. I haven't worn rings in like two months or a month and a half or something, but I felt like breaking out the turquoise today. I love that you wear that. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to tell you, I was looking uh, through your photos. My, my grandma loved, uh, my late grandma, uh, wow. loved uh, kind of like turquoise rings and stuff like that. And I, I, I think there's sometimes in life, there's like this weird, like synchronicity, I guess you'd say. And I think yeah, it's yeah. Like, so cool. You have those and there's all the like weird I've been like, it, I'm not like a big like woo woo person, but I definitely like sometimes like I'll see things. I'll be like, wow, that's like, that's kind of neat. And it reminds me of my grandma. So it's cool. It's funny. Right, right. That All right, here we go. Uh, this is forwards motion. What on Instagram, uh, what has been your most challenging project creatively? Why? 
and the second question is, when did you get, same person, uh, when did you get your first camera? So we'll start with the first one, most challenging creative project. Uh, most challenging creative project. Um, it might have been the Jane's Addiction box set that I did because yeah. to take something from a concept to from conception to inception i'm all, i'm all, i'm like pimping out today with the bars but uh basically basically like that was a project where you know i had a meeting at, at the label at warner's rhino and uh, there was a guy named hugh brown who at the time was the art director and he, i think he was gone by the time the, the project actually was in motion but uh, we had this whole idea i think it started with him having seen a uh, exhibition of these cabinets of curiosities and he showed me some of the stuff and it was like it, you know we thought it'd be great to do this cabinet of curiosities thing and it was like such a beautiful idea but for me to actually execute it when i realized like okay i just took on this project i'm by myself there's nobody else working on it and i now have to create the idea was to make a wooden cabinet you know the box set is an actual like cabinet with doors and windows and the whole thing right and hinges and yeah, like you know, so you guys can look it up online. It's called J uh, Jane's Addiction to Cabinet of Curiosity. So that was like... I'll make sure I share it to you afterwards. So. Yeah, yeah, probably six months of work. Uh, I basically bought... I had this Indonesian cabinet in my house, this armor that I'd gotten from this place in LA. And for about three months, I turned it into the Jane's Addiction cabinet. I put all this memorabilia stuff because I used to love the band. The first show I saw when I moved to LA in 87 was, was Jane's Addiction. Um, so that was kind of, you know, prophetic. I have a lot of those stories, but so yeah. basically that project, you know, from beginning to end was really, was really crazy, uh, and difficult, but were you it happy came out, the end result? I mean, I was really happy and I got a Grammy nomination for it. So that was like yeah. the cherry, the cherry on top, you know, I didn't right. win it, but it didn't matter because I was sitting next to Neil Young at the ceremony. And when they announced that he won it instead of me, I was totally fine with losing to Neil Young, you know. You were on camera like, yeah. Yeah, I was, it, was, it was like the pre-ceremony, you know, where they have like the, the right. earlier awards. So I was even yeah, yeah, on yeah. camera. But, but yeah, so that was, uh, gotcha. that was that. And then my first camera, uh, the, actually, funny enough, uh, so this guy that's like my uncle in Paris, his name is Gérard Darel. He's a, f a famous... Uh, well, their fashion house, he and his wife is this famous fashion house in France, which is his name. Well, he used to collect cameras. I think he still does, actually. He's like my dad's best friend, one of his best friends. And so uh, he gave me a Leica Flex, a Leica Leica Flex when I was a teenager. And the funny thing is that I would use it and it never worked properly. And so I brought it back to him. And uh, I remember like we went back and forth where I was like, oh, that sucks. He gave me a broken camera, but I didn't want to say it was broken. I felt bad, but finally I told him. They sent it to a camera repair shop and the camera repair shop said, it's not possible to fix it. And then like, I brought it, I think it was either like the place that sold Leica's in Paris. They didn't have a Leica store yet, but they were like, uh, it just doesn't have a battery in it. It's the battery's dead for the light meter. That's all it was. And we sent it to wow. a camera repair. But anyways, that was the first camera. And that was a film camera, obviously. And then later, like in high school and stuff, I bought like Minolta's and then I had a Nikon. And then, then I switched to Canon when I became a professional. I got into Leica and then, you know, that became another family. So we have another question here. Just make sure I pull it up. For some reason, I couldn't airdrop these to myself. Oh, I was, I was, gonna, I was just going to answer real quick. New York Roma. 
Okay. You shot so many legends. Is there somebody who, like, you know, on the ultimate list, is there somebody that you have not shot yet that you would love to? I, that's uh, a weird way to word it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so there's, okay, somebody I've worked with or for, Jack White, but I've never photographed. That's, like, top of my list. Right. Uh, Woody Allen and Larry David, that would be my two others. Uh, another one that's on my list is D'Angelo. That's, like, you know, one of my favorite artists that I've not done any sort of work with yet, so. We'll take another question from Instagram. Um, who is the easiest person, kind of along that same line, who is the easiest person to work with uh, and why? Do you have, like, a... a a subject or a certain person you love photographing? I mean, I, I, I hate to say Dave again, but it's like... Yeah. Dave, yeah. Why? Just because he's so chill. Right. I mean, Lenny, Lenny is super chill too, you know? Just these guys that are more like where you become like family. You know, the purpose of my podcast is for people that are just starting out. Like, let's yeah. say like you're in college, you have like a rebel T3 kind of thing. You're just learning the ropes. Um, do you think that like... Can, because people always say it's like you have to have a, like if you want to get that kind of work you have to have that in your portfolio but do you think it's like possible to make beautiful photographs and have that translate with celebrities or well here's what i would say you can't you can't as far as i'm concerned you can't make it because you want to shoot celebrities first of all right like you can't go out and like i want to be a celebrity photographer because that's like me saying i want to marry raquel welsh you know what i mean it's most likely <laughs> In, yeah. in 1969 it's most likely not going to happen you know what right I mean? uh but you know you have to be first of all you have to be about your craft you know it's got to be like i'd much rather hear somebody saying i'm a music fan i want to shoot music it doesn't matter if it's you know the red hot chili peppers or uh the blue tortilla chips you know the new band <laughs> from from uh austin right. texas you know but yeah. you know really you should you should really be about your craft like it shouldn't be so much about you know i'm a weird example of the guy who like ended up like shooting and working with all his heroes or most of his heroes you know and in, in a way or another even the heroes that were dead i ended up working on the albums you know marvin gaze and bob marley and yeah so, so so but again that's just a, that thread of passion but i think a young photographer should really worry about bettering their craft and they should really be about becoming the best photographer they can be curating their website instagram page you know whatever wherever they show their work and then like you know try to reach out to to people you know most likely it's going to be tough but you know most celebrities don't look at their dms and all that yeah. but be creative you know find a makeup artist who works with the artist and say hey this is a long shot but you know I'd love to, for you to look at my work, not even like, oh, I see your work with Harry Styles. Can you please show my photos to Harry Styles? Nobody's right, ever going right, right. nobody, to answer that. Yeah, nobody but wants to be say, used in that. Hey, right. you know, I like your work. You know, I mean, if you, if you could imagine the amount of messages I get for opportunities that are so right. great for me, this is going to be so good for you. And can you put me in touch with this one or that one? And can this one do my campaign? And can that one do a song for my movie and can this one do, you know, it's like the list is endless. Right. And 99% of the times when I get an exciting message about somebody saying, I've got a very exciting job for you, you know, and this happened recently where it's like a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we want Lenny Kravitz to be in the commercial. It's like, ah, right. So they didn't say that right away. Mm -hmm. They built it up and say like, can you blah, blah, blah. Can you, you know, we love your black and white photography. So we'd love for you to shoot this campaign for this brand. Right, exactly.
of course, if we hire you, we'd have to have Lenny Kravitz or this one or that, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's like the last line. That's so, so and then what's what I love to do is I just stop. It's like a, it's like leaving a bad relationship. Like you'll never hear from me again. It doesn't matter. If you, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you send me like a hundred messages apologizing for the bad, you know, the bad fact, right. you know, I'm not yeah. interested. And it's like, if you're interested in me for me, Yes. If I have a friend or somebody that's got a script or something and I'm like, I actually like it. I think it's really good. I might yeah. mention it to a person or if I have an idea, I'm going to bring it to somebody. But but uh, Mike Wenger asked about prints, uh, my, selling my prints. I'm working mm -hmm. on putting together a website for that, Mike, mm -hmm. and I hope you'll spend a lot of money. But for right now, uh, Mike is obviously a very dear friend. Uh, uh, by the way, Mike just just uh, survived COVID. Yeah, he had it pretty bad, so wow. he's out in New York. So Congratulations, he, he's doing awesome. well, and he he just had a new baby and all that. So that was very hard for him not to be around his baby for oh wow a month so and a half. So shout out, yep, they're all good. Oh, that's amazing. So, yep, my so, sister, and my dad had it. They had like a, a mild. Oh patient, shit! But it, it was still scary as shit. They're totally fine now, but uh, oh, I'm glad my, to hear. My heart goes so. out to people really dealing with it. So, so you know. So anybody who's interested in buying prints, just send me a direct message for now. That's the best way. And tell me, you can go through my whole Instagram page, my website, whatever. But really, my Instagram page has all the best stuff, way more than my website. So yeah. if there's a picture you like, and we can discuss it. So For sure. Yeah. To your point before about the, about kind of like how, and I think it's really important. I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this with, because it's like, it's like a little, it seems like it's something that's like a little nuanced, but like, it's so, so, so important for people just entering the field. And like, for, for, like when I met you, actually, it was uh, John Mayer and posted it and then tagged you as a photographer, which I thought was so cool. And then by I the way, him. by the way, big, big shout out to John for that, because there's so many people that don't do it. Yeah. And, and John is, is amazing with that. Like, I, you know, I've had to deal with a lot of people posting my photos, even on like, you know, people even Justin Bieber posted one of my photos and you're like, okay, he's got like a hundred million followers, whatever. Right. It would have been, it would have been nice to get a tag in the photo. It was like a photo right. I'd done it, you know, him with Jagger or whatever, but, but I, I've gotten that quite a few times, but John is like so respectful of art and he's so respectful of photographers. He's a ph great photographer himself. He's a like a guy, you know? So, yeah. So I remember and a like, designer too, right? he's a graphic designer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I, I remember really appreciating that. And when I mentioned it to him, it's like, why well, mention it? Like, of course I would do that. You know, he, he, I remember him saying that he thought the metadata and in Instagram should automatically have a space for, you know, for the photographer. So it, it shows up. So you have to enter it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Super sure. cool. Yeah. And I remember yeah. just like, I didn't even know, like necessarily who you were. And then I got to, to, to your work. Shame on you. Well, no, I know I, I, I should have known. Well, I had like I had probably seen your work before. I just didn't know like like the name of it kind of thing. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I know. I, I know. But it's so funny, though, because I deal with that all the time, like even on the, like this much smaller scale, like with the podcast, it's like you could have every door open if your intention is pure. But the second that you start like using people to like to level up, it's such a like, it would be so easy for him to be like, come on, man, I'm John Mayer's biggest right, fan. Right, right, but you right. can't do that. You just can't do no, that. No, and, and also it's like so it's transparent. Tempting. And it's so transparent that if like anybody has a, a, a just a little bit of intelligence, you know, they'll see right through it. You know, right. I see through it and the people I work with see right through it, you know, yeah. so. Well, I think I like yeah. you more than John Mayer now, so that's good. Ah, uh, that's he's very officially nice. He's just more handsome. <laughs> that's true. People sometimes say that I look like him, which I I I feel like is a compliment. you could be. I I would say you could look related to him. 
Right, yeah, like a cousin. Yeah, yeah we kind of have yeah. that like generic white guy. Yeah, it could be a, could be a little, a little brother. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll see if I can pass as like a family member at the next show. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know you mentioned gear before your your first camera. Where do you line up with all that? Because your photos, like um, you know, you were talking about craft, right? I know you're shooting manually, you're shooting with film, and it's like it's the perfect thing. You're using like a, a great equipment at this point. Yeah. But what about people who say, well, I can't do that because I, I don't have that, that camera. What would you say to that? And, and how much of a big I, difference does it make? I say what I always say, which is I, you can take a, an award-winning photo on your phone. Like the new iPhones are incredible. Like the quality of the camera is, is insane, yeah. you know? Yeah, our friend here in New York, Romer, she like, I think she shoots, I mean, she shoots with Sony, but she also does like stuff with her phone sometimes. Like there's like, if you have a good eye, it doesn't matter what you use. I have the luxury of having gotten to a place where I started working with Leica and being Leica ambassador and doing a campaign and doing that, all that stuff. So, right. you know, you of course the, I'm gonna use Leica. Stuff. It's my, it's the best stuff in the world. So, but, right. I, but, I, but for a long time I didn't have it. And I never heard like your photos are much better now than they were before, you know, they're still, they're still gonna be great images, you know. Uh, what's up, Doug Seymour? Uh, another great photographer here. So nice. anyway, so I, I think I think you know it's it's not the camera is a perk. The camera is a luxury. It's this cherry on top. It's a giant. It's like a watermelon on top. You know, in this <laughs> case, in this case. But yeah, I, I really think it's about your eye. It's about the moment. It's about capturing that moment. You know, I also have friends uh, who I will not name, but uh, very rich guys who decided to buy the most expensive Leicas and everything and. You know, they call me like, this is a piece of shit. I can't get anything in focus because it's a manual focus thing, the ones they bought. And they're like, I'm trying to do autofocus. It's like, yeah, that camera doesn't do autofocus. There's a different one that does autofocus. So then they'll buy that one that does autofocus. And they're like, I don't like it. My pictures are not as sharp. I was like, yeah, because maybe you're shaking. You know, it's not just the camera. It's the it's yeah. the eye and it's the photographer. And it's, it's really knowing the moment at which you're going to capture. Like, you know, I have this whole thing about like preemptive strike. You know, I know the photo before I shot it. Like I yeah. always know what I always know what photo I'm about to shoot. Even if I have to run after, even after like I, I'm it's almost like I have a psychic relationship with the the person I'm about to shoot. Like I know that I'm gonna get this image. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I would say ninety percent of the time if I go for it, I get it. You know? Yeah. Do you sometimes normally have like when you hit the shutter, like I know some photographers say it's like my friend Ahmed is a really talented portrait photographer, works with all these like rappers and stuff. And he'll say like He'll go back and like every once in a while, like he'll be wrong on it. But for the most part, it's like when you're shooting it in camera, he's at a stage in his career now where it's like, you kind of just like know it intuitively, like that was it. Like you like the, you hear the shutter, you saw the shot and you're like that probably, like most likely that was the shot. Like every once in a while, like you'll see it in post-production, but. Yeah, like, usually, that, like, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that, I think that's pretty much all the time. You know, I, I know when yeah. I've got a shot. I don't even need to look at it. I know if I hear the shutter, if I feel the shutter, some of these cameras are so silent now. Uh, I already know I got the shot. You know, once in a while, you know, I know I would have gotten like the award-winning shot and I missed it. Right. Like one time, I, one time I was walking around Harlem and I got this amazing photo of this guy crossing the street. And he, he was like, he was wearing some kind of like leather, fabric like a piece of like cow skin as an outfit he had nothing else on and he was eating a sandwich and he was like screaming like scream you know he obviously i don't know if he was schizophrenic or something but it was a right. dark like deep moment and i wanted to capture it so i went to take a picture and as he saw me he threw the sandwich into the camera 
Oh. And the camera is just the sandwich hitting the camera. It's not like the moment where the sandwich oh, is flying. No. So I, I missed it because I didn't realize he was throwing the sandwich at me. The shit got all over me, you know. Yeah. And then the craziest thing is he just kept walking. He didn't even say anything. Like, wow. you know, he and I was like, I'm sorry. You know, he didn't even want my apology. He just kept, you know. So once in a while, you'll miss a shot. But usually. Yeah. Uh, somebody just asked who my favorite photographer is. You don't mind if I read some of these questions? No, but, it's totally fine. Uh, we're chopping uh, up and hanging out. Dr Dreaming Bird, uh, Gordon Parks is my all-time favorite photographer. I'll have to and, check that uh, out. Oh, Gordon Parks. Was, Can you send wow. me like a list of like the like the Mount like the Matthew Batons, like Mount Rushmore? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I mean, Eli Reed, Bruce Davidson, all these guys is you know my heroes. Sorry, uh, the, the last one it cut off. The last one was who? Bruce Davidson is he's still alive actually. He's the only one that they well, I think Eli Reed's still here, but Gordon Parks is, is uh is gone. But Gordon Parks is also the guy who directed the movie Shaft, incidentally. Wow. And his son Gordon Parks Jr., who died in a plane crash, directed Superfly. So it's funny, the dad did wow. Shaft and the son did Superfly. I wow. can tell you these these nerd facts all day long. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> Dude, nerd. Dude, I love it though. I love it. It's cool. You know, you mentioned about about um, it's kind of just like cue cue this up in my head. But you know, I, I had the I was talking to um, your son Miles earlier today, and I credited him with that great photo that he took of you. And oh, cool. um, I I know that um, you know, like for you, that's huge. Like the, the legacy and kind of sharing what you know with like your family and your friends and stuff like that. Um, did, did he want to take after you, like, with the, the camera? Is that something you imposed? You know, okay, I will say this. Without me ever here, Miles has got a great eye. So he was born with a great eye. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, really, he's really got a, uh, his own thing. Now, of yeah. course, he yeah, was he assisting me. He shoots differently than you do, too, which is, I think is really yeah. cool. He doesn't shoot but, just you know, like you, which is great. Right. And the style and the, the development, all that stuff is similar because he learned while assisting me, you know, so that makes sense. But yeah. he totally has his own thing, you know. Is he lucky? Do I wish when I was 17, he's 20 now, but do I wish when I was 17, 18 that my dad had got me a Leica and all that, like a, a really nice one? Yeah. But right. he's not spoiled in the way that he totally appreciates it and uses it. And, you know, I got him a film camera. He's been shooting film. He's like doing all this stuff. And he's got his own little world. So, you know, uh, Doug, who's on here, Doug Seymour, is, is interviewing me for this, uh, this vinyl magazine. And, you know, since he would normally shoot it, but we're in quarantine, he asked Miles to shoot the photos of me for oh, this wow. article. You know, so it's like a, a family affair. And I appreciate that, Doug. And, you know, people, people know his work ethic because, like, you know, he's been assisting me on all the Chappelle stuff since, like, the first Netflix special that we shot uh, in L.A., you know, in 2016, four years ago. So... That was Dixon Stones, right? Uh, no, that was, that was, uh, oh, wow. uh, it's the one that was deep in the heart of Texas and the age of spin. Yes. So I did, right. I wasn't at the only one I wasn't at uh, of all of them was the uh, Texas one. I okay. started with uh, uh, age of spin. So that's wow. the first one that, you know, but those who came out together and they had my, you know, a bunch of my photos and the credits and stuff, which was so much fun to, to experience, you know, now yeah. it's like we do it on all of them, but. It's been really good. cool to see how like, I kind of am like living vicariously like through your, your like beach, like Instagram stories and stuff like that. And I can tell that like that family is like really, really important to you. And I think that you're somebody who works really hard, but I think you also have like great relationships. It seems, you know, obviously social media is always like a, I mean, a, a, yeah, you a know, narrow it's a fantasy, <laughs> but, 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 you know, right now, the reason I can go to the beach every day is first of all, it's right here and it's a private beach that I have access to that, you know, they closed it. So I'm very lucky with that. 
And, uh, you know, second, secondly is, uh, I normally would not have the time to go every day. So again, right. the Corona thing is giving me this luxury and to heal from the surgery and all that. So that's been a, good time. a godsend, especially moving out to Malibu and stuff, which, you know, who knew this was coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right so, out to Malibu. Exactly. Gotta put that song exactly. on. Exactly. Well, cool. I keep touching my face, but my no, nose still itchy. No, but yeah, because I had the surgery, it's still itchy a little bit. It's weird, but it, it's yeah. going to take a few months. Uh, okay. My favorite, somebody just said, what was your favorite shot you've ever taken? I still think it's the Melvin Van Peebles, uh, Melvin Van Peebles hand portrait, um, an American in hell. Yeah, it's called American in hell. That's my favorite photo I've ever shot, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I just, for my own personal sample, uh, question, like, um, I've been kind of like experimenting with like using like bounce flash and stuff. Like, like earlier this year, I started like get, I got a good like Canon flash and shooting like 7D, but like you said, like, it's not all about the equipment, right? But, um, you the way that you're able to do like these kind of live candid pictures with like the flash, um, could you maybe talk to like maybe how you're using that and how you can have that not be like. Like not be intrusive because whenever I like I have my flash, I feel like I'm like maybe well, it might just be like where you're hanging out and they're used to getting pictures taken of them. But no, I think I think it's uh, intrusive, you know. It can be intrusive, but the way you got to think about it is okay. Here's my other luxury: is now I'm in the room, wherever room I'm in, they know who I am, right? Yeah. So you know, when we were in Dayton, Ohio, and and or when I went to actually, you mentioned that Kanye photo from the Six and Stone special. That was like, you know, we screened, we screened, uh, uh, I say we, Dave, I was there. Dave screened the thing for Kanye and his wife and, and he saw the special and loved it. And then the next day was like, could, you know, could you come to my house and shoot a photo of Dave? And I, like, he really liked the style of the thing. And then they put it in the special. So when I was there, you know, I had my camera, I had a flash because we, we shot inside this dome, which is since been destroyed because of some permit issues he had or something it was wow. the, the dome the domes where he was doing the gospel choir which was really cool right and and uh i'm big kanye fan, so, so I'm yeah so, so so then so then i'm you know walking around with my i have my like a q2 and i got a small flash the answer is get a small flash you can't have one of these big ass flashes like you know that the getty photographers walk around an award show with that's good for that that's great right. for that but yeah. so, so for me, I have a small flash on top of a small camera. I don't bring one of the big cameras in the party. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, I'm walking around and like Kanye is doing stuff and he's, he, you know, with his daughter da, 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 and, and, and he looks at me, he's like, why aren't you shooting? You know? And wow. I was like, well, I didn't want, I, I wasn't here for that. I got the picture I was already here for. And then he yeah. was like, said something complimentary about my work. He's like, no, no, man, I, you know, your work is dope, whatever, like go ahead. And then gave me wow. carte blanche to keep shooting. And now, and then when I saw him after that in Dayton or whatever with Dave, like, I don't have to ask anymore because I already know now he gave me the carte blanche to shoot, you know, that, that ends up happening a lot. So when I'm in parties and stuff, once in a while, uh, you know, somebody will say like, oh no, I don't want to be, which I totally respect. Right. There was a fun, there was a funny story where my friend Andy Allo, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's a, she's an artist who was a Prince protege. She's on this new Amazon show that just came out. I think it's called download or upload i'm spacing out but it's one of the <laughs> yeah. lows and she's she's one of the main actresses on there but she's a singer and she had asked me to come shoot her at hotel cafe and so i get there 
And at one point, I see like the big bodyguard walk in. I'm like, okay, Prince is here. You know, this is like 2014, maybe. Right. And and so there's a little curtain at Hotel Cafe, and Prince walks in, and I'm in the same area with my camera gear, you know, to shoot because it's a tiny little room. So when I'm in front, when I'm in the pit, I'm like blocking people from seeing the show. So I was trying to be discreet and all that. Shoot from behind this little curtain. Right. So Prince, you know, Prince is standing next to me. I kind of laugh when I picture you trying to be discreet. I don't know why. It's, you know, oh like, no, it, it, it seems like you're easy, a big dude. I feel like it's hard. I I am a big dude, and it's so <laughs> so so I'm like, I go to the other side because I felt awkward just standing next to Prince while he's like hiding behind this curtain. Yeah. And so so I'm shooting Andy, and at one point I kind of have Prince in the background, and I'm like, I know not to take that photo. Like he's right. that guy. Like I'm not his photographer. I'm not there to photograph him. And then so the camera sort of turned on him and Prince is staring at me, but he has these like purple rainish, like when ducks cry around glasses or something. Right. Yeah. I can't see, I can't see his eyes, but I'm like this. And he goes like this. Oh, like, shit. don't, and I smiled and then he smiled. So he was, he was joking. Right. But I, I knew not to take that picture. Do I wish I had taken the photo today? Kind of, you know? Right. But, uh, cause I never, I never actually, I shot like something at a show or whatever. I never got to photograph him properly. So, yeah that you know that would have been amazing but anyway so that's sure. that's, that's a, a great story i love that story that's so cool yeah i don't even know if i told that story before because it just came back to me when you talk about the flash and all that yeah, yeah. well it's, a, it's an interesting like little thing and i think for me you know like today i actually took my camera around uh montclair where i used to live and was just shooting like um like shooting like oh, new jersey yeah montclair new jersey, yeah, yeah my friend uh a friend of mine used to live there I, I love it. That that was like the, like the summer of love time of my life, like the the cool okay. like hip, hippie time of my life. That was in Montclair. I I loved it. I miss it, but I'm happy to you know. I'm, and I'm, here we have here we have Claremont, which is where Ben right. Harper is from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just he he was on my he was on my uh, list of like people I really he was in my top five of people I wanted to work with, and I just uh, finished it, photographing and designing his next album. So I'm really wow. excited about that. Yeah, that's crazy. He's, he's one of my all time favorites. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to make sure that we get to all the questions in here. I think that, you know, like, that's something that for me as a photographer, and, and, I, and again, like you said, like the celebrity, that's just like part of the equation. But like, really, it's like, I just love photography. I was so, I've been in such like a depression for like the past like week or whatever. Just kind of like, I don't know, it's been like, it's been a fucking crazy. Like, join, join the club, join the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. join all, everyone all else in America. But I remember like, I was just like snapping and taking pictures of flowers and stuff. And I just, I love me and my camera and like and just like nothing but time and and no and I ha I'm almost the most happy when it's like um, kind of just like being like free having fun with it but the most rewarding thing for me is when I'm taking portraits of someone they see those portraits and then the next time I go take pictures of them or like they have a baby like, you know I take their wedding photos and then they have a baby and then they're like no no like get, get in there and like do your thing and that trust is something that is such a rush and such a you know, it's, it's something I really miss right now because I'm not able to get up and work with people. But gaining that trust is really exciting. And that's just with my personal, like, friends and family. So I could only imagine with someone who you look up to so much. And do you ever have times where you're, like, looking through the lens and are kind of having this, like, holy shit, this is crazy. Or at this point, though, it's... You mean, like, e imagine, like, every, almost every shoot I do, you know? Yeah. Every, every time I'm, uh, you know, I, I was just working on something really special, which which I can't talk about yet, but... I would say the past five days working on what I've been working on. It's not a photographic thing. Right. Uh, it was sort of a legacy thing. You know, every day I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe this is my yeah. life. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. It's like crazy. 
you know. But but that's been true of all this, you know, project. A lot of projects I've done. A lot of people I work, you know, we talk about Dave. Like I used to watch Chappelle's show like religiously. I was telling him the other day how you literally, if you invited me to a wedding and it happened to be on the night that Chappelle's show was going to be on, <laughs> I'm not, I would not show, that happened. Like I didn't show up at a wedding because I was not going to miss that episode. This is like before TiVo, you know. Yeah, I was a total fan, you know, so then it's funny for him to hear that now and, you know, where, how we are. But it's like that, that, you know, Lenny, I was a huge fan of, you know, working on these Prince things. I was, obviously, he was my idol, you know, but but uh, even when I was doing the Ben thing, it's like, yeah, I get that feeling. And if I ever lose that feeling, I should just stop doing what I do. If I ever yeah. lose the passion and if I ever lose the, the, the gratitude and the humility to just be blown away by the work I do like that that I get to do it not by the work itself but that right. I get to do this work that I'm fully aware that there's seven something billion people on this planet and you know everybody's replaceable and so for me to be chosen to do these things is the greatest gift of it all you know it's just yeah. uh and it's that's something I truly never want to lose you know so for sure yeah and I think that I've kind of probably had, you know, Sorry, I see my friend Polly is one of the most amazing photographers. Polly shot. What's up? What's up, dude? Anybody who, who you're recommending who, who hears about this, and you're more any friend of Matthew Beton. Matthew Beton is a friend of mine. Is it? Is it like Matt, Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. Matthew Beton. Matthew um, but yeah, I've been kind of having that recently. Like just the other day, I remember like when I entered the field and I started doing this podcast. I was like, if only I could talk to like creative directors at places like RGA. And I just have like the global CEO from RGA on. And there's this kind of moment because it's like, it's so rewarding, but it's both like beautiful, but also kind of like, I'm perplexed sometimes because you think that these that you're gonna meet these people and they're gonna like, you know, have superpowers, but then you meet them and they're just like interesting. Listen, I mean, but, but also it's like, you know, 80% of it is luck. 80% of it is being at the right. right place at the right time, being born into the right situation, born, born into the right family. You know, 15 more percent is about, you know, hustle. Right. And that, that 5% is about that true gift, you know? Yeah. So, so, but everybody's human. And so at the end of the day, whoever you're in front of, it's like, they're still, you know, go to the bathroom every day. They still, you know, <laughs> They right. still, uh, they, they, you know, they might get a hemorrhoid. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but, but seriously, it's like, you just have yeah. to realize that, you know, nobody's that special. And when they start acting special, that's the time for me to go away. You know, yeah, when, they start, yeah. when they start acting like they're holier than thou and like all this stuff, I, I'm just, you know, I've grown to like, I used to be so impressed by celebrity as a concept. Like if you were famous, that was enough to impress me. And I used to chase, right. you know, after all that, because like, oh my God, you know, they're famous. Oh my God. Like they're on da, da, da. But then when you start getting to know people, uh, you know, just no, ain't nobody got time for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. so it's, it's all about gratitude and humility. And I, I see it, I see it in certain artists I've been working with lately, you know, uh, that the point of life and, 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 you know, certain people I, I've blown me away by showing me that, is they understand that if you have it, it's about giving it back and it's about including other people. And it's about, it's about not be the only one who reaps the, the benefit of these things you have, you know, that's true happiness. True happiness is about giving. Yeah. And so, so, you know, 
I can do it as, uh, as well as I can. I don't have the resources to do it like other people I know. But, you know, even in these, these tumultuous times, you know, certain people are just like blowing my mind by just seeing, you know, generosity and, and you know, just, yeah. it's Three amazing. Three hours with Dave on Instagram. That's, that's a good example of that, right? But that was like, that was like people being fly on, flies on the wall of what we normally do. Like that's what you right. yeah, had earlier, yeah. earlier today or yesterday or whatever when we talk about stuff. But yeah, you know, I just, I just, it's all about gratitude. And so for me, like I said, at 47 now, um, I think I understand the meaning, the meaning of life is just about that. It's about sharing and giving back, you know? Yeah. And so, so in whatever way I can, you know, I've said it before, um, you know, I was in DC at Dave's, uh, uh, Duke Ellington high did a master class there. And I told the kids there, cause it was like a big class of like maybe a hundred people or something. And, and, you know, I told them like, Hey, if you guys need, you know, to send me a portfolio and you want to critique, I'm not, I'm not like a, better than you but if you need somebody with my experience to critique your work i'm down send me your you right. know i gave him i gave him my email like you know but even on here on instagram people watching right now if you want me to look at something your kid i get a lot of people saying my son wants to be a photographer and i'll, I'll give him like what camera i think they should build i'll say how much can you afford okay i'll find what's right for them i'll right. i'll tell him like tell your son to send me a, you know don't just send me stuff every day get some stuff together and like in six months send me your portfolio, what you've done so far. And I'll guide you because I might see what your gift is. I might actually see one photo and be like, yo, that's, that's where you're the, going. That's, thing, that's right? where, you, that's what you need to be doing. I'm taking you yeah. up on this, by the way. I'm not, yeah, I'm not so asking same with there, you, except, except I'll, I'll, I'll charge you, I'll charge you a hundred dollars <laughs> per photo. for <laughs> that's, hard time. that's all about giving back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think also like, and I, I know it cuts us off in an hour and you've been so, and you've been so gracious with your time. Um, I can't believe it's been an hour. That's crazy. I thought it was like 20 minutes. Yeah. We're becoming better friends. That's what that means. No, I just, I just think it's so cool. And I think that, you know, like I said, it's like I'm meeting all these crazy people and meeting people that I look up to. Like, you know, like I was joking around on Facebook. That's like, when I grow up, I want to be, be like Matthew. And, but like, all jokes aside though, I just think it's really kind of neat that, um just kind of hugging that line like you were talking about like of like you know i think if you set your intent and and you are cognizant to be like appropriate about it you can be mentored and kind of just get like really close to the sun not in a way that's like i want to meet such and such famous person but it's like i want to be on a long-term goal to be like you and sometimes like that gets a little bit weird and a little bit clunky and like we we're joking around in dms it's kind of right. feels like like fanboying but it's a good thing. I encourage it. Don't be transactional about it because like, just don't this, be weird. That's yeah, like, this, if, this if I'm an, uh, yeah, just, just don't be weird. And uh, somebody said, I just want because I know we're almost out of time. Somebody yeah, said yeah. earlier, earlier, there was a question I like, which says, what advice would you give your 20 year old self? Mm -hmm. My tw I would tell my 20 year old self, save some food for others. Don't eat all the food at the table. Exactly. You know? Dude, <laughs> can't end better than that. Where can people find you online? Where can people? Uh, uh, you know, you're right here, Candy T Man. My website is just my name, MatthewBeton.com. But it's having some issues. You can't see it on phones right now. I have somebody that keeps like hacking my stuff. I don't know what his problem is, but he's like really having fun wow. trying to hack everything that I have. So it's all good. But yeah, Instagram is a perfect way. I always check my DMs once in a while. Cool. I look at. I look at the messages where, where you know it's not your friends or whatever and right, right. and scroll down those yeah uh but uh but yeah man thank you keep doing what you're doing i dig what you're doing thank pleasure you, talking with you for the second time Peace. thank you Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.